Win stacks of cash by entering the 150K Crack the Code giveaway. Brought to you by your local paper, now through July 14th. Look for the code on page A2. Then visit 150kgiveaway.com and submit your entry. You could win the grand prize of $100,000. Grab the paper every day. Get the code on page 2A and improve your chances to win tons of weekly cash prizes. Visit 150kgiveaway.com for details. From the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, here's what's new today. So I consider myself very blessed to have came from the bottom. Like maybe not the bottom bottom, there's probably worse positions than I came from, but it was low enough for me to realize the power in starting there. Um, Because you have the ability to relate to everyone on your way up. I'm Scott Yates, multimedia journalist with the Rockford Register Star. And that's my guest today, Cassandra Rose Wills. She's known as the artist Cassandra Rosatree. She's a poet and a graphic designer and marketer for small businesses. Her writings focus on institutional racism, prejudice, and classism. She writes about senseless inner city violence and the nurturing power of motherhood. As the single mother of five children, all under 10 years old, she's learned to co-parent with her mother and her partner. She says she hasn't found the secret to a work-life balance yet, but she cites her amazing support network as the reason her family does well. Listeners who stick around on this episode will be rewarded. Cassandra recites several of her poems throughout the episode, and she'll tell us how she draws inspiration from paintings and drawings. Cassandra visited the Register Star newsroom on Saturday to record this podcast with me. So let's drop in on our conversation now. So Cassandra Rose Wills, also known as Cassandra Rosatree, is in the newsroom today. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited to be here. We just got the grand tour and um, I learned a lot, um, which is one of my favorite things to do. So I'm feeling very blessed to be here. Yes. One of my enticing uh, invites for my guests is to promise them a tour of the, uh, the newsroom and the news tower of the Rockford Register Star. It's a chance for me to show off the behind the scenes of how to make a news story at the same time as showing off our beautiful, beautiful news tower itself. Definitely. So we just got in from that tour. I'm catching my breath here, and I want to uh, dive right into Cassandra's work in writing and in the community here. Cassandra, you are a poet and an entrepreneur. Can you briefly describe what you do as an entrepreneur? Definitely, definitely. So I um, do, I'm a graphic designer. So I utilize my skills to get me closer to my goal. And I'm just trying to 
um, encourage entrepreneurship a lot. So um, I do a lot of different services for small businesses. I do things called page boosts where I will get added onto your page as an admin and um, get you some more followers, get your engagement up, just get people noticing you more. Um, I make flyers, logos, advertisements, just anything to really kind of put you in a better place um, business-wise and get more people talking about you. Um, So that's the core of my entrepreneurship is that. But then I also, I I do a little bit of everything, like designing T-shirts, like I'm, I'm wherever, wherever money meets my goals, I'm there. So I'm a jack of all trades. And that is your day job. Yeah. Yeah. That is my day job. I'm, um, I kind of realized, um, going on two years ago that where I was in my life, having five children, a nine to five was never going to cut it for me. Like I I kind of realized that if I would have had two children, I could have went years, decades more not noticing that because I would have been comfortable. Like a regular, I was working factory jobs, um, customer service, call center jobs, things like that, always making a good amount of money, um, not making above minimum wage, you know, but um, that's not enough for five kids. It's, It's enough for two. You can live comfortably, go on vacation, do all the regular stuff. But once now I have five kids, I I looked up and I had five kids and I'm like, this isn't going to work. Like, I'm going to have to try something else. I'm going to have to figure it out because I'm struggling to provide a substance, like a a regular life for my children. And I don't want them to have a regular life. I want them to have more than that. Um, So I was going through a separation from my children's dad and um, I came to my mom and I'm like, I, I need your help. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I realized I'm either going to need a lot of your help over the next, like, one to three years, or I'm going to need a little of your help forever. And I'm not really prepared to ask you for that. So I'm wondering if you'd be willing to co-parent with me um, for these next uh, few couple couple years, few years maybe, um, because I know I'm greater than what I'm doing right now. I know I have so much potential. I know I could accomplish anything. I just have to figure out what it is that I need to accomplish, like what it is. Like I, I, I know it's something, but I don't know what it is. And so I'm going to have to go on this journey um, to finding who I am and and how I'm going to change first myself and my children's lives and then go on to change other lives as well. That's so powerful. If I can interject my own experiences here a little bit, I uh, I think what you've just said is so powerful because I have not been able to find that balance myself. I have foregone family opportunities and relationship opportunities in lieu of pursuing my artistic passions as a photojournalist and uh, career goals uh, as a photojournalist. I've moved... Uh, to several different locations in the country mm-hmm. for these types of jobs, and that's not conducive at all to raising a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my hats are off to you for making those difficult decisions and still kicking butt towards your your passions here. As if being a mother of five kids and a uh, uh, having your own business, I know you through your work 
as a poet, as a writer. Yes. And your work there has captivated me since I've figured out, uh, since I found you, since I've discovered, not discovered you, but discovered you for myself, I should say. Um, And the bulk of your writings are about institutional racism and prejudice and classism. And you write about senseless inner city violence as well. Um, so I'm not putting words in your mouth. Can you explain in your own words what your writings are about? Definitely. Um, my writings are are literally about my experiences. Um, I believe that as people, that's all we are, is a compilation of our experiences um, that translates into what we embody, how we walk around, how we act, what what we do. It's all compiled of things that we've seen, felt, heard, um, and experienced. So I consider myself very blessed to have came from the bottom. Like maybe not the bottom bottom, there's prob- probably worse positions than I came from, but it was low enough for me to realize the power in starting there Um, because you have the ability to relate to everyone on your way up. You know what I mean? Um, You're not so high up that you can't relate to certain people. Um, And so that gave me something that I realized was very powerful Um, How I got to the place that you found me at, um, because I've done a lot of things, um, especially going through school. I was kind of good at everything type of thing. You know what I mean? So I never really took much. It never meant much to me that I was good at a certain thing because I was kind of good at everything. And it didn't mean I really wanted to do it or anything like that. But one day I was just I was scrolling on Facebook and I scrolled upon a picture. And the picture was really, really powerful. It was a picture of a man hanging from a rope, being hung. And he had on all designer clothing. And um, and then there was someone kneeling in front of him. And one of his shoes is off. And the man kneeling in front of him is dealing with the other shoe. So there's... There's questions to ask on on what he's doing um, and what the artist intended for us to see. You know, we're not really sure if he's putting his shoes on, taking his shoes off, or what the case may be. But when I saw this picture, it wasn't posted from the artist. It was posted from, um, you know, one of these bigger pages on Facebook that just shares things. And it said, what does this picture say to you? And it was like, it was divine. It was like the poem that sprouted forth in my brain. It just, this is what that picture said to me. And I saved the picture and I um, posted the my poem as a caption. And I can share that poem with you right now if you'd like me to. Yes, please do, of okay, course. Okay, awesome. So it's, man, homie's fresh to death. Shining till his last breath, always looked his best. Rock jeans and Louis belts, but not much else. See, he was taught to chase labels and look like money, but not to chase knowledge. People would look at him funny. 
He lived by the streets, did his dirt to eat. He didn't even realize he'd been beat. Didn't realize he'd been tricked. The game was fixed. This wasn't it. Duel was fresh to death, fighting his only ally till his last breath. Separated by sides of a city that hated them all. Chasing labels made by people profiting off our downfall. We've got it all wrong. But Buddy was fresh to death, though. And um, that's just like what came to me from this from this picture. Thank you so much for sharing that. No problem, no problem. Um, and when I did share that with Facebook, they reacted strongly. It went viral. Your fans on Facebook? No, uh, I had no fans at that time. At that time, I was a mother of five children, just struggling to keep things together. Like I wasn't an entrepreneur, I wasn't a poet, I wasn't Cassandra Rosetree. I was Cassandra Wills. Um, so in other words, this poem, this photo combo. Did it. Was kind of the inspiration to uh, your unique format of sharing your poetry. Yes. In combination with inspiring photos on Facebook. Yes. So it was the catalyst. So what happened was it went viral. I got 76,000 shares um, on this particular poem. So this, um, I re I had to put it on a new page, but this was from my original Facebook page and we can still pull that post up, but it has over 76,000 shares. Um, thousands, I'm still getting comments to this day of people that are just now finding it and commenting on it. And so, um, the support was overwhelming. Now people were just sending me photos, write a poem to this, write a poem to this, write a poem to that. And so that is how come all of the poems have a picture because it'll catch your eye. It will draw you in. And then once, once I catch your attention, my, my words will keep you. Wonderful, wonderful. So that's the creation story of your poetry work here. Definitely. Most of which touches on the topics of topic, uh, toxic capitalism, materialism, and tactics that others use to control populations. Um, is there another poem that you can share with us briefly uh, that exemplifies that kind of institutional prejudice? Definitely, definitely. Uh, one of my favorites is a poem called Systematically Conditioned. And um, I wrote this poem because... Um, something that's always stuck in my head ever since I was small was Pavlov's theory of conditioning and how real that is. You know what I mean? And by just offering things that you want and taking away those things, th those simple things can genuinely condition us into being a certain way and believing a certain thing and genuinely change they were salivating you know what i mean that's genetics like that that's that's deep you know what i mean and so um that's always been something that has been burned in my mind and it just has really came to my attention that everything that we surround ourselves with um is also meant to condition us to be a certain way can you share with us your poem systematically conditioned yes Systematically conditioned. <clears throat> I wonder, have you noticed, ever looked past the focus? See, the more I think, the more I see. I'm being systematically conditioned to listen to my TV. It's so easy. 
I mean, it's much harder to think for me. Systematically conditioned to listen to these politicians. But I'm pretty sure this conditioning is killing me. I don't think they looking out for me in the land of the free. Their only motive is money and how they can profit off of thee. Drug dealers in suits, hiking up prices, hiding behind degrees, profiting off our vices. But when we try it, they 25 to life us. How did a person's main purpose become chasing green paper? Not peace or clean energy or preserving the planet we inhabit, but money? Yeah, we're systematically conditioned. We're all Stockholm victims. That's Systematically Conditioned by Cassandra Rosatree. Yes. Thank you for sharing that with us. No problem. It's one of my favorites. So what can one person or any of us do to change those things that are keeping us down? I think the biggest thing that we can do, the biggest and also the smallest, is listen to yourself more and and stop listening to those outside sources. And I say that's one of the biggest things because it's it's easier said than done. Like it's harder to do something that you don't realize is happening. And a lot of times our conditioning goes so deep that those voices inside our head that we think is us isn't us. You know what I mean? I've I've tended I've said a lot that um, when you are at war with yourself, if, if you're having a, a a decision and you're not sure what to do and you're going back and forth, those two voices in your head, you know who you want to win. Like, you know deep down inside which voice you want to win. And then that other voice is all those other people that have said things to you and have made comments and whose opinions that you care about that influence you. That's the other voice. You know what I mean? And the first step, I feel like, is just establishing and recognizing what your inner voice sounds like um, what your inner voice's goal is, what, what is your inner voice trying to get you to? Um, and, then, and then to stop, I would say, looking at certain people for who they are and then just assuming that because of that title or that position that they hold that they're right. So long story short, I would say focus more on you and your own personal journey to truth um, would be the best way to evade the, the conditioning of society. So you mentioned being older and more experienced now. You are a mother of five children, ha and you are running your own business. Um, you are writing some incredible poetry. Do you have, uh, have you figured out the secret to a work-life balance yet? No, no, not I at all. I think a lot of our artist friends and other, other folks uh, would love to know if there is a, an answer to that secret to finding a work-life balance. I think that balance is going to be different for each and every person. Um, balance for me might drive the next person crazy. So... Um, you know, from us speaking a little bit before the interview, um, 
And then we're also both Scorpios. So, like, you know how we can be obsessive and not necessarily in a bad way, but in a good way, um, you can be very obsessive and focused on a certain thing. And so for me, I don't really know how to be balanced. It's something I struggle with on a daily basis. It's something I wake up in the morning and I ask myself how I could be more balanced and I try to take small steps towards it. But um, the biggest thing for me is just recognizing who you are and what balance means to you. Again, like if you're trying to get balanced to someone else's standards, like you'll forever be unbalanced. Um, me personally, um, because I spent so long focusing on everything but my dreams, a lot of it was focusing on just surviving. I, I think that's the biggest thing that distracts daily people, regular people on a daily basis, is jobs, bills, responsibilities. It's like the way life is designed, you really don't have time to pursue your dreams unless you figure out how to get paid for it. Um, so for me, um, that's where the most of my balance comes in, I would say, is just the fact that all my time spent making money is spent chasing my dreams. So um, as far as balancing that against um, my motherhood, um, I have definitely focused a lot on my dreams lately in these last two years. Um, I have an extremely amazing support system and I'm co-parenting with someone who allows me to be in the standardized breadwinner position um, instead of having to do the many, many, many responsibilities of a single mother, I'm more in the position of a working mother. Speaking of motherhood, you shared with me earlier that you encourage your children to question things. You mean By that you mean a title doesn't necessarily entitle you or anyone to be unquestioned. Correct. Do you have uh, a poem that might... Uh, exemplify that that you could share with us it's called weight of the world and so it's kind of a poem about me questioning my mother and so I'll share that for you real quick <clears throat> when I was younger just a little girl my mother told me I'd be strong enough to lift the world <laughs> are you sure I laughed because that couldn't be right a girl with my size didn't have much might, didn't have much fight. And I told her that, and then it was her turn to laugh. Look me in my eyes as we sat and began by taking my hand and saying, baby girl, I've been praying. And he answers my prayers. And he gave me this message to relay for he cares. My child seek not strength, but summon love. And you will soon find that will always be enough. Nurture all his strengths and nurse his weaknesses. And for his success, you should be constantly speaking it. Because if, my child, you can master these things, you will be the stability he needs, the fuel on which he feeds. And you'll finally see all the strength that you need has blossomed from that seed called love. And that will be enough to hold up the weight of the world.
And that was called Weight of the World by Cassandra Rosatree. Thank you for sharing that one with us. No problem. Um, if the photo is indicative of the subcontext of the writings, um, it is uh, very much about the, um, the, the nurturing role that females play to a growing uh, child, yeah. whether that's male or female. Um, the photo here is a, a mother who's cradling a swaddled uh, baby who has a grown man on her shoulders who he himself is now got the world, literally a world pictured on his shoulders. So she's the f- support network for all of this yes. herself. Through my, through my poetry, I like to point out a lot of problems, but then I also like to empower and um, and let people know how special they are and great they are and kind of remind them of their their greatness. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful poetry and your insights to being uh, such a busy businesswoman here. Um, again, uh, when you find the secret to balancing <laughs> all of those things, please come back and share it with us. Yes, I'm going to drop it on my YouTube. I'm going to do all that because okay. that's good info. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's just taking steps every day to be a little better. For our listeners out there in Radioland, I've got two major topics to cover, so don't go anywhere. Before we go any further, I want to mention that Cassandra's got uh, – Cassandra's – Organizing a fashion show this summer for creators and small business owners here in the greater Rockford area. Her event is called Rock the Vibe Fashion Show on August 17th from 4 to 8 p.m. at the Veterans Memorial Hall here in downtown Rockford. Cassandra, can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect at your Rock the Vibe Fashion Show? Um, Rock the Vibe Fashion Show is a four-hour event. There will be four live performances, one each hour. Um, Every vendor in the event gets their own runway set. They can have up to 15 looks on the runway. Um, after that, we provide the models for their uh, to model their looks. After we send their set down the runway, let me back up a little bit. Before they hit the set, um, they'll have an interview with Queen Z, who is an internet personality um, that has her own live shows that she does on the Facebook platform, and she's an amazing host and personality. And so she will be. Um, live from the velvet room getting all the pre-walk jitters are you nervous how you feeling just all those good red carpet vibes um so queensy will take care of those um next the vendor will hit the runway so they'll have their 15 or less models walk the runway um there will be a live commentator that's commenting on all the looks that are going down so however you describe it to us is how we'll be describing it for you and then you as the creator brand owner boutique owner Um, Even artists, so if you are a visual artist like Shaniqua that was on on your show um, earlier, um, she could have our models, you know, walking down the runway with her large pieces and showing everybody. And then the creator is going to be the last to do that walk. They'll then get the microphone and they'll be able to share a little bit about themselves, their brand, who they are, point out their vending table, let people know price points, and basically all the information that you would repeat 
15,000 times at a vendor event to each person that walks up to your table, you're able to get that out of the way in front of everybody with all eyes on you. As soon as you finish that, you'll go to a, a location. It's probably going to be down in the basement, like where the dressing rooms are, where we have um, Pretty Gang Radio Podcast, who is a local podcast in the community. They'll be down there set up, and they'll be doing live interviews to get even more information and even in more in-depth with each brand owner and creator. So we're giving... Everyone um, that is in this event, a huge showcase to the 350 seats that are available in Veterans Memorial Hall, as well as the loyal fan bases to two separate internet platforms. We can share more details on in the description of this podcast online, uh, so definitely check that out. To close out all of my interviews, I love to just kind of lighten things up a little bit and troll my guests' Instagram feed for an intriguing photo that I just want to know a little bit more oh, about here. Um, and so I'm on your Instagram at I am Cassandra Rosatree, all lowercase letters, one word there. And I've uh, scrolled down to a post that you made on October 27th, uh, 2018. So a little while ago. Um, and this is the photo that I am calling your dandelion overcoat portrait. <laughs> yes. Uh, you have written uh, solely in hashtags uh, in the description of this photo, the following hashtag Rosatree, hashtag Scorpio, hashtag B-Day, hashtag Queen. So what is going on in this photo here, Cassandra? So in this photo, um, I am just, it's my birthday. I i am like. So you are a Scorpio. I am a Scorpio. And I think you added me as a Scorpio yes, earlier. Yes. Right on, right on. I, Scorpios are the most amazing people, I swear. We're awesome. Absolutely. But, um, I'm like, so I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm like the cheapest person, right? Like I am. Is that a Scorpio quality? I don't know. Is it? Are you like, are you thrifty? I don't know thrifty. I just choose not to spend money at all costs. At all costs. Like, no, I'm not that bad, but I'm thrifty. Like, I'm super thrifty. Like, I... I do spoil myself with photo and multimedia gear. I do have to, to say go that. Go out all on that. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I spare no expense for that when I when possible. Yeah, I spent $1,000 on my laptop. I was like, <sighs> That's it, man. Yeah, okay. I, so I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm I working could, on it. Like, I, I'm working on... I, <laughs> On spending money. <laughs> I, I know. I was going to say, I could tell you a, a whole lot of ways to spend more money on your laptop there. But that's a, that's another topic for Definitely. another podcast. So with this particular picture, I don't know, like there's certain things where when I just see it, like I instantly fall in love. And so like I just loved the dandelion coat. Like I stood there in the store and it wasn't even expensive. It was like $70, but it's just I'm cheap. Like I have five kids. I'd rather spend the money on them or and memories like I like doing things versus like clothes and stuff so on that picture like I was just all excited because I spent $70 on my jacket and uh <laughs> and, and to re reiterate we've been talking with some uh we've been talking about some real deep stuff yeah and so I feel like uh this commentary on your wardrobe is kind of warranted just yeah. to, just to lighten things yeah, up definitely. a little bit it's, it's not we're not trying to be serious or anything uh, but it's a gorgeous coat here, uh, literally the color of a of a dandelion that's been sitting out in the summer sun all day. Mm -hmm. Just a, a beautiful photo of you. In fact, you're you're standing in near a green field too. Yep. So 
the imagery is pretty apt there, and, and the, the tail of the coat is just kind of flowing over you uh, towards the bottom there. Uh, wonderful. So my guest today has been Cassandra Rosatree. Uh, the government knows her as Cassandra Rose Wills. She's the artist known as Cassandra Rosa Tree. Uh, it's been a huge pleasure talking to you about all things uh, motherhood, uh, poet, entrepreneur. Again, thank you so much for coming into the Rockford Register Star News Tower today. Thank you for having me. Rockford has a special hold in my heart, and um, I plan to do a lot in this city and so being here at the Rockford Register Star means the world to me. For more from the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, go online at rrstar.com.